You're listening to Up to the Mic. If you want to learn about the struggles and triumphs of starting a business, performing for sold-out arenas, or inspiring those you lead, Up to the Mic is the show for you. Throw on some headphones and get ready to listen as our host, Vinny Hale, sits down to showcase the stories of those who deserve their stories be told. From young entrepreneurs to critically acclaimed musicians and so much more, Vinny helps compile a season of interviews that inspire listeners to follow in the footsteps of his guests. Welcome to season one. Sorry for the interruption, but this podcast is brought to you by Footy International. Footy International is a forward-thinking, sustainable apparel company based in Austin, Texas, that creates socks geared for worldwide adventures. The co-founders engineered these socks from plastic bottles to optimize comfort, durability, and sustainability, all with an entirely USA-made supply chain. With specifically added technology like antimicrobial treatment and rib sole knitting, you can wear these everywhere you explore every day. And socks are just a start for this company. Keep an eye out for their new product releases coming soon. Save the planet and your feet today by using code UPTOTHEMIC10 for 10% off site-wide at footyinternational.com. All right, everybody. Today, I am sitting down with Trent Atia. Trent is founder of Book It Sports, a centralized sports gaming community that has been taking the internet by storm. You might know Trent by his social media name, Book It With Trent, or by his follower proclaimed name, The Fade God. Today, I'm sitting down with Trent to learn the story about the man behind the movement. Trent, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure. Yeah, we're really excited when I reached out to you guys about getting the interview scheduled. I know you've got a lot going on with the recent move. Uh, I was just talking to Nick about it. Y'all recently transferred from all over the place. Some of y'all come from California. I know, I know you were in Texas not too long ago. and Now you're all in Vegas. Um, but we'll get to all that in just a minute. Um, I want to start off and kind of ask you a few questions about you and figure out who Trent is. And then we'll uh, get into what everybody really wants to hear and talk about Book It Sports, about Book It With Trent, about the surgical streams, and uh, all the things that you're seemingly known for these days. How's that sound? That sounds perfect. Let's do it. Cool, man. Well, I'm going to start off and just ask you, take me back to even before your college years. Uh, I know you went to TCU, and I want to hear all about it. Prior to that, tell me about where you grew up, who Trent was as a kid, family life, and uh, tell all the followers and all the listeners about, you know, what made you go to TCU and the whole nine. I'll let you run with it. Absolutely. So uh, in high school, high school Trent was from Newport Beach, California. That's where I was born and raised. Uh, I knew at a very young age that I wanted to work in sports, Uh, wanted to be a broadcaster for baseball or basketball. Those are my two sports that I really know the most. Um, And I always idolized guys like Vin Scully, Skip Bayless, Stephen A. Smith, uh, you know, guys in front of the camera giving a hot take. That's what I always wanted to do. Um, and it was just a passion of mine. And I just knew that I wanted to go to school somewhere where it was a respected program with a good sports team or good football teams and, uh, you know, good sports around with good pride uh, within the university. And so that was what led me to go to TCU. Uh, why Texas from California? Well, I've got four, three other siblings that uh, I'm the youngest, and they all went to schools in Texas or Oklahoma. So I knew I wanted to follow in their footsteps, but wanted to go somewhere different where uh, they hadn't gone yet. You know, UT, 
Trinity in San Antonio, Oklahoma State, OU, <clears throat> Texas, are, <clears throat> Texas A and M. You know, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> those were all the schools that my 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 siblings went to, and so I didn't want to go to any of those. So really, it was between really TCU and Baylor. Those are my two options. Those are the only two schools I applied to, and I had a good connection at Baylor, so I knew I was good there. But really, didn't want to go there. And because uh, I went to visit TCU and it was so exactly what I needed in a school. Uh, so I did early decision there on applications and uh, basically put all my eggs in that basket and it paid off, got in uh, and, and majored in sports broadcasting and journalism during my four years at TCU. Uh, and it was awesome. I had some insane internships. I worked for the NFL Network. I worked for Fox Sports Southwest. I worked for the Dallas Cowboys and uh, also the uh, Dallas Rattlers lacrosse team. Uh, So I had some really, really good opportunities growing up. I mean, not growing up. uh, In my first few years of college. But then uh, it was, what, junior year, twenty going into 2019, uh, sports betting had just just become legal. And I've been gambling with my fraternity brothers for the last two years when I was a junior. And I knew that this industry was going to just change everything. Uh, once it became legal. And finally it did. PASPA was lifted, which allowed individual states to decide whether or not they're going to legalize it. And so we started out with like four legalized states, but I knew it was going to be a domino effect that just took over the the nation with legalized sports betting. Um, And when that happened, I was like, I'm a very entrepreneurial mindset. Uh, My mom's an entrepreneur. You know, we have entrepreneur history in our family. Uh, and I'm just a really big grinder. And so when when betting became legal, I was like, there's definitely an opportunity here to change the way that people do something in the space because it's a very intimidating space. Uh, and it's very confusing, archaic, and just blech. You know, and I saw a chance to make a splash with something. I didn't know what it was going to be. And one night, my friend had a lot of money on the Toronto Raptors to beat the Charlotte Hornets. And the Hornets won on a ridiculous, like, full court, throw it down the court, uh, Hail Mary buzzer beater. And my friend had a hilarious reaction to it. And so what was the first thing I did? I pulled out my phone and recorded his reaction. But I didn't feel comfortable posting it anywhere because that's just degenerate behavior, right? And I've got family and friends that follow me and shit. And I just wasn't fond of putting it on Twitter or Instagram or really anywhere. But it was unfortunate because I knew that there was an audience out there that uh, felt the same way and would resonate with this video and it had the potential to go viral. And my friend was like, you know, I made a separate Twitter and Instagram account just to post and follow sports betting related content. And so that was as a junior in college, the light bulb moment in my head went off. How is there not a platform that connects this rapidly growing community of sports bettors onto one centralized place? Uh, So I did my market research and saw what was out in the market, and there was really nothing like it, uh, except for Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, you know, the the traditional social platforms that everyone goes to every day. That's not where I want to go and get my gambling-related content. There's so many other things on there that I got to swipe through in order to see what I want. And so I was like, this this could be a really good idea, a social media platform just for sports bettors. And so I got some feedback, did some analysis from potential users and some of my peers, and professors at school basically giving me the green light to do this because it's a good idea. And so I did. I took a jump. I put everything I had worked for in school to the side. Probably could have got a job with the NFL or the Cowboys or 
Fox Sports or something. But I basically was just like, no, I'm I'm going all in on this idea. I'm so confident because I know if I don't, someone else will, and I'll never forget it or I'll never let it down. So I did raise some money from investors, got a fifty thousand dollar investment from a family friend uh, to basically get me going and get the kick get kick started with developing this app. And so we were developing the app uh, and things were going really well with investors, which allowed, allowed me to meet a group of investors in Reno, Nevada, a startup accelerator program. Uh, and they found me on LinkedIn and they loved the idea. They loved the passion and the drive behind the vision. And they were like, we'd love to have you come to Reno, Nevada and be a part of our program on top of, of a six-figure investment. So Right as I graduated college, I moved to Reno, Nevada, and got two of my peers with me, my co-founders, uh, who moved to Reno with me. And we spent a year in Reno going through a program, basically uh, helping us start our business. And after we graduated, I guess, from the accelerator program, uh, we ended up making the move to Las Vegas, Nevada. So we're still in Nevada, but we were ready for bigger and better things. And, uh, and it was time for us to leave Reno and go to Las Vegas, which is, of course, the mecca of sports betting or mecca of gambling. And uh, we've been here for a month. So, I mean, things are going extremely well. We're really excited for what's to come. The app has been on the App Store for uh, coming up on a year. And so far, we've got like 70,000 users on the app, tracking their plays, interacting with one another, uh, sharing bets, information, tips basically what you would do on any other platform, but it's dedicated to one topic and that's sports betting. And then uh, before I stop rambling, um, I was the CEO of the app for the first year and a half from before it was even in our hands to like July and of 2021. And I got to a point where I was like, okay, you know what? I'm 24 years old. I just gra I graduated from college recently. I didn't even major or study in business. I've never taken a business class. I'm not a numbers guy. And to start and, and scale a business, you got to know, you know, how to drive revenue, how to market, how to do so many different things. And I felt as if I took us to a point where I've kind of maxed my capacity of being a CEO. And I really wanted to bring in someone else that was more qualified for the role because you can ask anyone, I ain't qualified to be a CEO, but I'm very good at what I love doing. And that's just sports betting and, and making content about it. And I really wanted to put myself in a situation where I could focus solely 100% on being uh, who I think I could be. And that's, you know, the biggest creator in sports betting. And so I stepped down as CEO, brought in someone else and, and started the account to book it with Trent. And this was in August of 2021 and that changed everything for us because i started taking off very very quickly uh with some very viral videos that i had that were very simple but it just goes to show that the community of sports betting is so large and there is there is no one to kind of rally around as a community member uh to, to make good content you know all the content in this space is so boring and dull and dry and the line movement in Pittsburgh, and that's literally all it is, is just bullshit number crunching. And I wanted to make it more fun and entertaining. And so that's what led to Book It With Trent, and it's really started to take off. So, no, that was kind of a five-minute answer for you, but I think it did the trick. No, you're totally fine. And I've actually been a big fan of Book It With Trent. That's how I first found out about you guys uh, with 
book it sports in general with your account. I mean, book it with Trent was my first experience on TikTok because TikTok was something that I, I laid back on, you know, pursuing or, you know, downloading for a while thinking I was too cool for it. <laughs> yeah, um, everyone. And then when I finally did get around to it, I'm 24 like yourself. Whenever I finally did get around to it, uh, you were one of the first people. I guess they do a good job at uh, finding out what you're interested in because the sports oh, yeah, betting man. was right down my alley. Yeah, and uh, I loved your content from day one. I initially got you know interested in your stuff when the fade god kind of saga was going around. You had a rough stretch there um, for a while. It was almost it was impressive to say the least about how many games you were able to pick incorrectly the right way. Um, and not to bring it up, you know, to only talk about the negative, but we've got to we've got to talk about almost your your some somewhat claim to fame as being the fade god back in the day. Take me through what initially happened to claim the name fade god. Who who popped up with it? Was it a subscriber or a follower that came up with the name, or did you kind of coin it yourself to to as a marketing ploy? No, it was completely not my idea or any of our ideas. It was just kind of a proclaimed name from my followers. Like it was just spammed in my comments all the time and everyone just started calling me it and it just kind of stuck. I really don't remember when or what specific moment like it happened. It just was an overtime thing. And like, next thing you know, everyone's calling me it and it just stuck. Uh, but there was a moment where I was insanely cold i couldn't stop losing uh going back to the world series this past season with the braves and the astros uh and even before that the postseason that the alds and the alcs and the nl uh i was i literally didn't get a game right like all the way up until game six of the world series i got every single game wrong uh that i picked it was crazy and it got to a point where like People would wake up and go check my profile and just beg, beg that I do not take their team uh, in, in the playoffs that year. And then, of course, NFL comes on, lost the first like, couple primetime games that everyone's watching, you know. So that's why I always do a primetime pick is because everyone's at home on the couch watching this game and they want to know what the fade guy's on. Uh, and so it just kind of became a routine. Everyone wants to know what my play is for, you know, whether it's national championship, World Series, you know, Monday Night Football, whatever. Uh, so I just kind of made it a routine. And I'm not intentionally picking losers. Like, that's not part of the plan at all. Like, we all do this to win money. Uh, but it just got to a point where I just couldn't buy a win, bro. It was insane. Uh, but it ended up working out because I've been able to spin it off with some other ideas and some other content that I do. Uh, but you know, I'll always be the fake God deep down, regardless of how hot I get. Uh, but, but I mean, people just love to blame someone else for their losses. And I think that was a big part of why it resonated so well with people, because, you know, if a heavy favorite loses and I'm the fake God's on it, like it's my fault, you know, and people just love having a, uh, a punching bag to basically blame for everything. And, I take criticism. I take shit talking very well. I have very thick skin, so I don't really let anything get to me. I get some ruthless, ruthless messages in my DMs, uh, but I don't even care because I know that no one else would have the balls to, you know, put money on the line on a pick, millions of people, and do the shit that I do. So I know they wouldn't say it to my face, so I don't really let it get to me. No, that's a, it's a, <clears throat> that's a very cool attitude to have about it. And I know that it's something that shows through in your videos. And I know it's, it's not all TikTok co 
content. From what I know, you've got almost, this is the last time I checked, which it could very well be much higher than this nowadays, but 59, almost 60,000 on Twitter, 25,000 almost on Instagram, and over 300,000 on TikTok. So you definitely have the following that will make or break someone. So with the content you post, it's not surprising that you've got some people that are diehard fans and some people not so much. But hey, you know, in press, it's always it's always good to have people out there following you, whether it be good or bad. Um, and I want to circle to that, talking about kind of your social media strategy. Is it, I want to know essentially how you come up with these ideas. I know you say a lot of your videos are somewhat simple and they just go extremely viral. How do you come up with these ideas? I know you have some recurring, like the surgical stream, like the primetime picks, but what's typical day in the life for Trent? You wake up, you do what? Where does social media come into it? Are they planned out in advance? What's the whole scheme look like for you? Yeah, I mean, shockingly, there there's not much of a method to the madness. Uh, it, whether an idea pops in my head, I just do it and post it, hope it does well. If it doesn't, shit, let's run it back with something else and see if that sticks. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get into the system of, of scheduling and coming up with creative ideas like long-term. Uh, but really the last, what, how long have I had book it with Trent? Like eight months has been just so sporadic, just so random, spontaneous. Uh, but what I look for is, you know, what are people talking about today and how can I spin it off and, you know, my style of content and get people talking about it? Um, you know, whether it's, like the ball brothers are both playing tonight. So I made like a two teamer called it the ball sack and, and I'm riding that, you know, and, and just stupid shit like that, that I know people will send in their group chats. That's like the main thing I think about is, okay, what would you send to your homies in your group chat? Is this, is this funny enough? Is this what people would fuck with essentially? Uh, and if, if it checks all the boxes, I'm like, all right, I'll do it. Um, but I try to also be educational, too, with, like, some of the things going around in sports betting. Like, the other day, I did a story on Draymond Green and the player prop dilemma that was happening because he fouled a player with three seconds in the game and uh, and then left, never came back the rest of the game. And that fucked a lot of people over. But also, other people knew about this, that he was going to do this. and uh, And so they just put thousands on all of his unders and player props. And, and then the books were refusing to pay out, which was like absolute BS, but then they ended up paying out anyway. So a lot of people got a lot of money on basically Draymond Green, like leaving the game early for whatever reason. And, uh, and so I did a story on that and that got like 3 million views. So uh, it goes to show that, you know, people love gambling stories and I want to be the, the guy who tells them to you. Uh, I'm pretty tapped into the community. But uh, I just try to be funny with it. I just try to be real and myself. You know, that's a big thing that a lot of people just like have a persona and and they're not really who they are on camera. But like I'm exactly the same in person as I am in all my videos and all my podcasts and shit. I'm literally the same. And that's what people really appreciate is just me being real. You know, I'm not going to sugarcoat a win or a loss. I'm going to admit that I lost and you're going to know about it because I'm the fake guy. Uh, so I'm just real. And I think that's what works really well with people. No, that's one of the things that I noticed about you right off the bat was how genuine your content seemed. When you say, you know, send it in a group chat to your bros, that's essentially what all of my friends and I like to do. Um, they pop up with your videos all the time. I actually had one come up two or three days ago. And uh, I told him, but I was like, yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually hopping on a call with him in a couple of days. I'm going to get to interview him and 
write a post and release a podcast about them. You guys will have to tune in, but I want to learn more about, you've taken me through the social media. You've taken me through the background of Book It With Trent. I want to know what is next for you specifically, and then what's next for Book It With Sports or Book It Sports. I know they go hand in hand, but as far as, you know, separating the business and separating Trent, what, what are the goals here in the next five years or so? Absolutely. Uh, I'll start with the app itself. We're currently raising a round, uh, a fundraising round to really take the app to the next level. Right now, the app is still pretty uh, early on in its infancy, and we're looking to expand drastically with a bunch of new features to help, you know, community members connect with one another and, and track, you know, bet their bets more accurately, precisely, offer more bets, and also, uh, you know, partner up with a sports book that believes in our vision. Uh, is really in the goal for Book It as well. But we really just intend to make it a all-in-one platform being the epicenter of sports betting. Uh, and to do that, we got to close this fundraising round and build out the features that are going to take us there. Uh, in regards for me, you know, just keep doing what I'm doing. I want to be the, the biggest name in sports betting, and I don't, I'm not going to stop until I do. And so I really believe I can. I think I'm on a good path to get there right now. Um, but just really you know, channeling networking partnerships, uh, sponsorships, you know, just working with others in the industry and help connect everyone in the space. Uh, that's what Book It is as a brand, is community uh, of sports bettors. And I want to help connect everyone. So really, I don't know what the future looks like for me, to be honest. I feel like I have a better idea of what it looks like for the app itself uh, rather than myself. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just excited for it. So, I mean, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and see what unfolds. Uh, you know, I've gotten a lot of interesting conversation conversations with potential uh, partners that are wanting to invest in my content um, and, and have me a part of their brand. So we'll see. Uh, there's really no telling what's to come. Just like this industry, uh, shit's changing every day. So we really do not know, but I'm excited for it. Yeah, definitely. I think we're all excited to follow along as you take that next step and whatever it may be. But just so I want to make sure that I heard this right, are you looking to, with Book It Sports, are you looking to have a way that people can gamble through the app itself? But when you say you're partnering with a casino or a gambling site, is that kind of down the road, something you are looking for, going strictly from social to both a social platform as well as, you know, online gambling? Correct. We want to, I would love to have the ability to, to really have it all in one. Uh, experience with book it without having to go and place bets anywhere else just doing it through the app so whether it's tailoring it to uh partnering with multiple books as an affiliate or you know staying true and handcuffing ourselves to one uh that is to be determined but uh you know regardless we are we're a brand for the people not for the sports book so that's what we really want to preach is that you know regardless of what partnership is happening we always are for the people and we want to give you the tools and resources to become a better sports better. And we're all here to beat the books. So um, that's, that's really the goal. No, absolutely. I, uh, I, I think it's needless to say that we're all here to beat the books. And unfortunately, most of us are not that lucky or not that smart. Um, you do have the sharps out there. Typically I see a lot of times you, uh, you like to fade the sharps on a lot of the bets. I don't know if it's for the content or if it's, because you actually have some faith in it. But regardless, some of them tend to do pretty well. I've been following you for a while now, and I like the, uh, I like the way that you're able to take a stand and do what you like to do regardless of 
the people, like you said earlier, kind of cut and dry when they do their, their sports gambling talk. It's more, you know, like you mentioned, the line moved to half a point in Pittsburgh. It's not as exciting as you seem to make it. So I know myself and all your other followers really appreciate that. But for those of your followers and my listeners and readers that are a little more business-minded and those people that want to hear about the nitty-gritty behind it, we talked about the origin story of Book It and how Book It with Trent came. How did you start to, I know, like I said, you just moved, so you obviously have some income coming in. How did y'all monetize the business? You got the funding. How did the money start to roll in? How did you start to monetize everything, both the app, the, you know, the business in itself, and then also your content? I know it's part, uh, excuse me, partnerships and sponsorships and whatnot, but please expand on that. Yeah, we've got a couple partnerships with the app itself, some brands that sponsor, as well as uh, our community, our, our handicapper marketplace. So the marketplace allows verified experts to sell picks, basically conduct their business directly through the app. So instead of having a, a website and having to market on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, wherever you do marketing, uh, and, and then having a website to conduct everything else behind it, we allow experts to basically create an account on Book It and sell their picks directly through the app, targeting an audience of sports bettors and nobody else, and uh, allowing them to purchase the picks directly through the app. And so we take a percentage cut of the revenue that they bring in, and that's basically um, the, rev the first revenue stream of many to come. Uh, but right now, just to get some monetization going, that's the first. Uh, but in the future, you know, a, a, pre a premium version of the app, you know, more brands and sponsors sponsoring on the platform, uh, you know, and a bunch of different tools and resources to to make you better sports better is, is down the line. Awesome. Do y'all do all of your app and design? Is that all done in-house or do y'all, like, do you have a team that basically works? I know y'all do media, social media, and yep. whatnot, but do y'all have a team that strictly does the coding and the design and everything? Yep, yep, yep. I came across a couple of developers during my time in college on LinkedIn. Actually, they weren't college students. They were much older than me. Uh, and they're still with us today. Uh, and one of them is my CTO, and he was the first one I hired. And he's been kind of my right-hand man for this year-and-a-half journey so far. Uh, and then we've just been, you know, bringing on others along the way. Well, I know y'all definitely have a good app. I was looking through it earlier, and it – it feels, it's got the interface, just like the best in the business. You, I mean, it's on par with any of the other social media platforms. And I know that as the bandwidth increases, and you'll need to increase the bandwidth as all of the different followers come in and you grow it more and more and there's more features. But at the time being, it does exactly what you need it to do. And so that's really cool to see that y'all do that all in-house. I was not expecting that answer. You're a lot more, I guess, uh, got the business under wraps a lot more than I thought so initially, which is really cool to hear. Thank you. Um, I know a lot of people wanted to hear about the surgical streams. Uh, I, I tuned in today and I listened to them on occasion and I, I try and steal some pics here and there when you post them on Twitter. However, I want to know, take me through the idea of the surgical streams. And then for those of our listeners that don't know anything about it, give an explanation of what the surgical stream is and how it came to be. Absolutely. So, I mean, what we, like I said, we preach bringing the community together and that's why we made a betting app to bring everyone together. But I wanted to take it a step further and since that some of the features on Book It don't really tailor to the way I want to bring a community together, I felt like it would be a good idea to essentially go live. I, I was always live streaming, right? But it was just more of my reactions to games or whatever I'm on that day. 
Uh, but I was like, you know, there's a lot of good sports betters out there, and I'm tired of being the fade god and losing so much money. I was losing so much money, like just donating to the books. And I was like, let's win some money together, right? So it started on TikTok, and, uh, and I was like, you know what? Like, what are you on? Like, and I pulled people up, and they're telling me, and they're selling me. And I'd be like, okay, bring on someone else. What are you taking today? And they would sell me. And it, it went really well the first go around and people were bummed the next day. I didn't do it. And so I was like, oh shit, is this like a regular thing now? Do I got to do this? And so it became a regular thing. People would start tuning in. And then this was right around the fade God, like, you know, rise to whatever. And I was getting a lot of viewers on TikTok. I would, I was getting like a thousand viewers every live stream. And, uh, and people were like, and they would stick around for the entire hour of doing picks. And so I would write down all everyone's picks, you know, for like 45 minutes and in the last 15 minutes, I create my surgical parlay based on the picks I heard. And then that's a wrap. Uh, and it was going so well. And it got to a point where there was too many people watching it, too many people wanting to, you know, give a pick and TikTok's live technology just couldn't support it any longer. Uh, and it was just not the best way to go about it. So that's why we moved to Twitch. And so it's definitely the right move. Twitch is definitely the platform for something like this. Uh, and it's been awesome. You know, we're averaging like 2,500 viewers every time we get live on Twitch. And it's been only, what, maybe a month of doing these surgical streams. And uh, there's so much in store for the future for this. And I cannot wait. But this is basically like what my day is now consisting of is two hours from 11 to one Pacific every day. I go on Twitch. I hear picks for an hour and a half. And in the last 30 minutes, I get surgical with it. And then I post all the plays and I react to them later. And, and that's that. We do it all again the next day. Uh, but I try to spice it up every day, do something different, throw some comedic skits in there or whatever. Uh, but the surgical streams are something new to the space that no one's really ever seen before. Really, like, it's the definition of community and bringing people together to win and beat the books. And that's what it's all about. For sure, for sure. And I, you mentioned it briefly right there, and I kind of glossed over it earlier when we were talking about it. But I want to hear about a day, and I know they're probably all different, but take me through a day in the life, Trent. So you wake up, I know you're out on the Pacific Coast, but you wake up, I know you have your surgical screens for two hours. Other than that, what do you do during the day? Are you strictly business? Are you going to the casinos? I don't know if you have a favorite table game that you like to spend some time on. Take us through a day in the life. Yeah, so I wake up, I usually go work out and then come back, make breakfast, get ready for the surgical stream, take some notes, look at the slate, see what I anticipate people are going to pitch me on the stream. Uh, so I kind of educate myself and then do the, the stream. And then after the stream, basically post all my plays, blow them up everywhere, uh, you know, respond to inquiries and DMs and, and mentions that are going on throughout the whole day. Uh, and, you know, make some lunch, get ready for the slate to start, lock in my plays, and uh, essentially watch the games. I'll usually go live or Twitter spaces or something in the afternoons, uh, and then essentially watch the games, react to them, hope they hit, uh, and then, you know, do it again the next day. That's basically what my day is right now. And then sprinkle them between there at some points. I've got some meetings or I've got some investor calls or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, but that's basically what a day looks like for me right now. On any given day, 
how much money or not necessarily money, but how many different bets would you have out? Is it all strictly parlays from the surgical stream? Are there, you know, straight bets you've got out? Do you like to tease anything down on certain sports? Like on a typical day, you've got X amount of bets out. Yeah. So I usually have two parlays, two uh, player prop parlays too. And then a couple of straight bets to even out the losses that are probably happening from the parlays. <laughs> That's the recipe. And are you like a VIP member at one of the casinos now? Are you strictly a gambler at one casino? Or are you kind of every, every different day, every day is different. You're out there spreading it around, going to different casinos, placing some at Caesars, placing some at Red Rock, wherever it may be. Uh, yeah, I've been strictly the Red Rock since I moved okay. here. They've been loyal to me. They've been hooking it up, and uh, and I love their book. It's a great vibe there, um, and so I'm glad to have good connections and relationships with a really, really great casino. So I've been staying true to that, uh, and they're awesome. Is there – I know we're kind of coming here at time. I don't want to take too much away from your day today, but I want to know a little bit about more – any advice you have, you've obviously been very successful for your, you know, what you've been doing. And aside from the fact that it's, you know, centered around sports betting and gambling, you've built a very successful business and you were able to build that in college, or at least started out in college. You've worked for some, you know, very reputable places in the past. You've had those good jobs to go back to most likely, but you took a chance on yourself. And there's other people out there that are probably listening to this, wanting to do very similar things. What do you think made you actually take the chance on yourself and running this business? And then also what advice would you give to someone else hoping to do something similar? Yeah, I would say the, the idea of someone else outworking me and, and taking an idea that could be worth a billion dollars one day and, and doing it first was something that threatened me and kept me up at night. And, and I just knew, I knew I had to, I had a vision and I wasn't going to let anyone stop me. And you just have to have confidence uh, and, and take chances because you literally only live once. And so there was really no regrets. I had nothing to lose. Uh, and you really don't. You know, if you've got a vision and you've got something that you believe in and you're confident in it and you're getting feedback from peers, you know, do it. Like the reason or I would have never lived with myself ever if I just sat on this idea and, and got lazy with it and, and didn't move forward with it. Like. You just got to do it. You know, I know there's a lot of people that are probably listening that have ideas and they just don't know where to start. They don't know what to do. Really just start with surveys, get data, get data about how many people would use your idea or, you know, things like that, that can validate what you're trying to do. So when you're trying to raise money or get this thing off the ground, you've got metrics and numbers to validate what the hell you're saying. So just do it like literally like Nike, just do it. That's, that's like been my biggest motto is just like, don't be lazy. Just literally do it. Well, they've got the saying that goes around, um, you know, talking, I'm, I'm probably going to butcher the saying, but it's essentially along the lines of how every overnight success took 10 years to get there or whatever it may be. Were there any, I know you said you had an entrepreneurial mindset for a while. Were there any businesses or ideas or ventures that you had prior to book it sports and book it with Trent? that maybe did turn out so well, maybe even a younger adult or something? Oh, yeah. No, I had several. And I was always wanting to do something. But it didn't even have to be in sports. I just, you know, whether it was like a charging phone case that plugs into the wall, like 
you know, like stupid things like that I've had ideas on. And then three months later, I saw an ad for that exact idea on Instagram. And I was like, are you fucking serious? Like, I wonder how much money I would have had if I wouldn't have waited for this idea and let someone else capitalize. And so that moment led to me not letting this one slip when it came, you know? So, uh, so yeah, there was definitely, and I'd be lying if, if this journey did not have its ups and downs, like, holy shit, being an entrepreneur is an absolute roller coaster, and you just have to be built different to get through it. Uh, and, and it's just ride the highs and, and you got to ride the lows too, because you know, not everything's going to be glitz and glam. It's going to be shitty at times. Like it has for me at times, there's going to be a book coming out. I don't know when 20 years from now, and uh, it's going to be like the social network, uh, like the movie, because I've basically had a very similar experience with, with what I've gone through. Uh, and I can relate so much to that movie. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know if you, I know it's way off in the future and there'll be somebody that comes along one day and wants to write it, but is there any, uh, hint to the storyline? I know you say it's very similar social network. Is there any ideas that are maybe you had a piece of one day that, you know, not so much anymore or. Yeah. I mean, it's really just the hardships that I didn't expect, uh, being an entrepreneur, being a CEO, all the things that go in it, you know, having people involved in something you built you know, the, the relationships, the backstabbing and the everything, dude, it's, it's exactly like how I, how I interpret the movie. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to just sharing my experience, but I think right now it's too early to even unfold it because I'm just starting. I'm only a year and a half in. Uh, so I would like to have the rest of the story get unfold before uh, we get started on that book, but it'll come, it'll come. It's definitely a story worth sharing. Awesome. And I know that you have some picks out for today. Is there anything coming up? This probably won't air for a while. Do you have any predictions for us, though? So aside from the picks that you've got today from the surgical stream, do we have any uh, any Super Bowl favorites? Do we have any early MLB picks? Anything, you know, coming up in the somewhat near future? Yeah, uh, I just want to say that the Super Bowl this year, it's going to be Chiefs and Packers, and the Packers will beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Well, as a Cowboys fan, I hate to hear that. You know, it's it's unfortunate that I'm going to have to fade the fade God on this one. I've already got Sorry. my uh, I've already got my picks in for my futures bet, so I'll have to not ride with you on this one. I but. just had to place a hundred dollars on the Cowboys for my friend, so I've got a Cowboys ticket in my room. <laughs> well, it'll you know if you want to tell your friend that you know you're going to throw that hundred dollars on as well and double it, you'll have some more money. That ticket's going to be a winner. Is all I'm saying. But cool. Awesome, Trent. I know you've probably got a, the rest of your day. you got some games to go watch. I'm not going to keep you a whole lot longer. But is there anything else that, you know, uh, anything you'd like to share with the readers that I'm going to write the article for with the listeners that are going to listen to the podcast or any one of your followers who I'm sure will hopefully tune in? Um, anything you want people to know about you or about things that are coming up for you? Um, yeah, just stay, stay tuned for what's in store. We've got a lot happening in, in 2022. I'm really excited. A lot of new partnerships that we're going to be announcing. Uh, and you can follow me on, on basically every platform, Instagram, Twitter, fa uh, not Facebook, who uses that anymore? <laughs> uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and of course the book it sports app at book it with Trent. Uh, the app is free to download on the Google play and Apple app store. So go ahead and give it a try. Um, and yeah, we're all about just beating the books. That's what, that's what we do every day. 
uh, and try to bring everyone together doing it. So pr appreciate you having me on, man. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much, Trent. You did my job for me. Uh, you just heard all the socials right there. Be sure to give Trent a follow if you aren't already. Be sure to subscribe to his content as well as, you know, interacting with it, liking all that stuff. He's got some solid stuff out there, and there's no telling where this guy's going to go. I'm excited to have gotten to sit down with him, and uh, we'll uh, see you in the next episode. Let's go. Yeah. I'm like an addict. Do I gotta have it? I ain't even playing. Got a really bad habit.